guys, I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Sherwinder is still selling amazing products. Some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason. If your shoulder hurts, do not waste time. Pull the trigger. I just bought uh, four or five of them and uh, we had two guys out. You know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders? We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's going to have one on a truck. It's mandatory. You got to use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's going to cost you more. Buy a Sherwin. It's not every day someone invents something that changes the game. I found out about this product that I'm talking to you about, uh, and I had to try it. So I ordered a few, and after using it, I'm sold. Now we stock them on our trucks. It's called All Brace, and it will help you sell more service and buy you time until doors come in. There's never been a greater time for a product like this. Phil has a video on his website of him cutting a door literally in half, installing the All Brace, and running it like nothing ever happened. It is literally incredible. One of the greatest selling videos I've ever seen. You're going to want to check it out at all-brace.com. What's up, guys? This is Ryan, your host for Torch Talk Podcast. And today is another one of those days where I'm bringing in staff members to talk trash about how much they hate me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about content, SEO, and get the people in the trenches perspective on what is uh, successful, some things that we're seeing that are really working, and some things that we're seeing that aren't working. So uh, let me do introductions first. So we've got Emma, who's been with me for, how long have you been with me? Holy cow. Doesn't feel like that long. Probably does for you. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Emma is a backbone, a pillar of such and such. We would not be such and such without Emma. So um, if we ever lose her, just know that we'll probably close the doors. No, I'm just kidding. But she's like, she's a pillar. She's a rock. So uh, she keeps things moving, fills gaps. If she sees a problem, she knocks it out. Uh, Very rarely do we have problems uh, but when we do, she's really good at handling them. And I got you like right out of college. So really no prior workforce experience. No, I was a tutor at college and I worked at like retail. Yeah. And what'd you go to school for? English writing publication. Yeah. So writing publication degrees is money. I mean, just from my experience, uh, we seem to do really well with people out of college with that degree. Um, they're usually pretty good with grammar. Uh, they love to read and write good with words. So that helps out a lot. Um, so first of all, what do you do for such and such? I'm the project manager. So I just basically make sure everything gets done and gets done well. There you go. Boom. I mean, like so simple. All right. Then we have Amelia. Amelia is brand new. She's a baby. She's uh she's with us full time during the summer. I got her resume and it was like a carbon copy on paper to Emma to a degree. And I was like, oh, my God, is this another Emma? Which will never be another Emma. But for me, I get a little excited when I see these college kids with a resume that resembles hers. So I reached out. 
I blabbed on for like 30, 40 minutes and you were like, let's do it. Um, how's it been so far? It's been awesome. I've learned a lot. I've only been here like a month. Here, I've talked directly into the mic. There Is you that go. better? Yep. Okay, so it's been awesome. Um, I've learned a lot, but I've only been here like a month, so still pretty new, still in college. Um, but I actually have the exact same degree as Emma at the same school, so that's pretty fun. There you go. Maybe we're seeing a trend. Is it the same teacher? No, she's a different campus. Mm. Yeah, my Gainesville. She was at Dahlonega. Gotcha. So um, what are you doing here? I'm doing content writing um, for the most part, learning some stuff about backlinks and things like that, um, but mostly just writing. Yep. And you can tilt that down just a little bit further, the microphone. So when it comes to writing, how difficult is it for you to write a page about repair for five different clients? It was a little hard at first, especially because I didn't know a lot about SEO or garage, garage doors at all. Yeah. Um, but it's gotten easier. I guess I kind of got more in a groove of how to write it, um, especially as I don't have to keep looking up keywords anymore because I kind of know them now. Yeah. Uh, you so start to learn them over time for yeah. sure. All right. So she came to us. She's working part time during the summer. She's working full time and she graduates in December. So we're hoping to uh, to have her on board long term as well, and um, we uh, we felt like she was a good fit, and she's turned out to be pretty good. So we're happy with her. You can stay. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and then we have Michael, which is not Michael, but none of us can actually pronounce his name, so we call him Michael. No, no one can actually. No one can actually say my name. Michael. 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 With a Michael. <laughs> So, um, Michael came to us with, he's a rare breed. Uh, you don't get Mm. people like him very often in the fact that he had some SEO experience, not a ton of it, but enough to give a foundation so that we could kind of like work from there. And he's done a phenomenal job for us. So, uh, he's also content writing. What's your background? Uh, so, uh, I went to Kennesaw. I have a computer science degree. Um, I tried to get work as a programmer. Didn't quite work out. <laughs> but uh, I got a job with Robert and ha- Robert Half, the staffing firm. They sent me to like a marketing agency. I was there for about a year or so. And afterwards, I got another job as a, uh, there I was content writing and stuff and all that. I got another job um, at a tech place. It's no longer there anymore. <laughs> uh, got bought out. <laughs> okay. And uh, now I'm here. So, yeah. Very cool. And so you got, you had, I think, one or two years experience working with some form of SEO. Yeah, um, mainly global. Like, it wasn't specifically the research that yeah. we do for, for local, so it's a little different in that, but the same premise of keyword usage, backlinks. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just make sure it's optimized. That's cool. Yeah. And how long have you been here? What is my second, third month? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Babies. I know it. Babies, babies. All right, so... <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about SEO. I'll just like look at you guys, say, hey, what's the deal? I got to probably imagine a lot of this conversation is going to be between Emma and I because she's got the most experience with such and such. Um, So, Emma, I'll start with you. What are some of the things that you see work best with garage door websites when it comes to SEO? 
service area pages are definitely where we see the most success in terms of like getting good leads and clicks to things like specific like for here garage repair atlanta like that's a bad example because that's a really high volume search term obviously but having very specific and catered pages and then centering all of your keywords around that area gives us the most success in terms of getting quality leads yeah so those are you gotta think of pages as intent right so it's going to be very difficult for you to get your repair page to rank in all the cities around you in your entire service area. So the way around that is to build what's called service area pages, which is extremely popular. Um, and as long as you're not representing it as you have locations there, then it's perfectly fine. There's, there's no, there's no issues with Google in that uh, regard. As a matter of fact, uh, the, they tend to rank very well if you do them properly. And so those are entry pages, right? And and you can expect a lot of those not to be pages where people go to other pages. A lot of times people are going there, you have enough content for people to make a decision. And hopefully that page is like really optimized for conversion so that people can either call in, text in, fill out a form, chat, whatever you want to have, you know, all the different options there available to them. Validation. You want them to make a decision quickly on, on hiring you. So that's an entry page. Uh, we build those out for our clients and basically take a look at their entire service area. And, uh, we start building those and that's geared towards repair, which is one of the most difficult. I mean, everybody wants repair, uh, keyword, right? Mm-hmm. So a question was asked on uh, one of the forums the other day was like, if there's three companies and all three companies spend the same amount of money on SEO every month, who wins out? And my answer was simply like, whoever knows what to do the best. Um, And what like, but, but it's a broader question than that, right? Like we talk about catering. Uh, one of the biggest things I think that we do very well is um, the onboarding call. And I think this is like missed a lot uh, because not everybody wants install or not everybody really wants repair. We have some clients who really prefer to do install over repair. So it's important for us to know those things. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, some of the more challenging things that you like that we struggle with versus some things that we uh, are very easy for us. Backlinks are definitely the hardest thing because, I mean, they can tell you, they can build backlinks for two hours and only one or two will come through. Yeah. So, and then like blogging, like guest blogging is a great backlink, but it's almost impossible to get, especially for free, almost impossible. And even for paid ones, like they'll pay you $100 for one do follow link. Yeah. So definitely building backlinks is the most difficult. And even like we try to explain to our clients that like doing local backlinks is great. So you trade links with local companies. So you put a link on your website to their website and they do the same for you. But a lot of people don't really have an understanding of SEO. So when they go to their friends or local businesses and they try to explain that, they're like, why do you want to put a link on my website? That's weird. No. So So let me stop you right there because this is a conversation that I have quite a bit. And I, I, I think I, overestimate what like we all know what SEO is search engine optimization. But I think a lot of people think Google and they think LSA ads like local service ads. They think 
Um, they think AdWords. They think organic. They, they don't know exactly what search engine optimization is. So in your own terms, your own terms, and I'm going to start with Mikhail. Um, <laughs> tell me in your own terms, like one sentence, what is SEO? That's not search engine optimization. Um, allowing your website to be seen over others. Okay. Kind of sums it up pretty In well. the organic section? Yes. Only. What's yours? Um, I would say a way that helps your website gain more pub- publicity online. Okay. Very good. In the organic section. I would say it's a combination because we work with Google my, well, Google Business Profile now, not yep. GMB anymore. But also the website, but also social media, but also Google Ads. Like it's a culmination of like six different things. Yes. We're trying to optimize all of those things. Yep. To flow with the market as like search increases go up and down and market value goes up and down. We're trying to create some consistency by having all of our our hands in a bunch of different pots. Yep. So I, I like to say, you know, I've been doing SEO since 1999. With Google, there's, you got right now four different, four or five different categories on Google search. You have uh, local service ads, which pretty much everybody's familiar with. That's uh, going and getting like Google guaranteed. You got the shopping section, which if you do just a search for garage door opener, a lot of times you'll see that shopping section or garage doors, very broad search, but there you can buy garage doors online. And that's what that little section is. Then you have AdWords where you you pay, it's a bidding system where the more you pay, the more, you know, the higher you show up. And there is an algorithm involved in all, all of these really. Um, And we'll get into AdWords at another time. And then you have your, uh, what I call the map pack, uh, which typically shows three with one ad in it normally. And that is where you show up does play a huge role based on your SEO on your website, as well as how well it's optimized. um, Your, your profile is optimized on Google business profile. And then below that you have organic. Now, historically you'll see uh, 70% of the people will click in the organic section or the map pack. That's where majority of people go. 30% will click on ads and um, that can vary depending on how Google displays the ads and uh, changes how people uh, shop. So with that, there's three core components to getting you to rank really well in Google Business Profile and the organic. One is site foundation, like site structure. If your site structure is not good, then you're really just building bad on bad. And got to have a good site structure. If you have that, then it's written content, which is what, what like we're doing. We do all three of these things, right? So we're working in the code to make sure the site foundation is good. Um, the site structure, meaning like, um, you know, how you have people navigate the website. We've learned over the last, you know, probably five, 10 years, it used to be cool to have a really deep website, but then Google started changing that and they don't want deep websites anymore. And as a matter of fact, kind of stopped indexing pages past like two or three deep. So you want everything to be uh, front loaded for the most uh, part, have internal links. So Google can easily find those 
deeper pages that you have, but uh, the core is that foundation and then the written content and then the backlinks. If you've got those three things, you're doing most things right. Now there's like, the thing with SEO is there's like so many little intricacies and that's where Emma thrives because she, uh, you only have to tell her once she's extremely smart and she's, she understands the, the intricacies of, of all of that. And it takes someone who's kind of staying on top of those things. It's not just written content. It's all the other little things too. And there's a bunch of little signals and ranking factors that you have to pay attention to, but those three things are the core. Like if you got those three things done right, you're set up for success and then the rest will be easy. So then you start working on the other things and, and you naturally easily become um, better for Google's algorithm. Now, if you want to learn or understand better why Google ranks someone above the others, uh, Google simply states, build your website for the consumer, the shopper, right? So they want, well-written content that's educational uh, with a mixture with photos. They like video, all kinds of stuff. So if you build a site for your shoppers uh, and it's what it's done right, then they'll typically bump you up and the keyword research and, and integration. You got something to add? I'd also say consistency is pretty paramount, 100%. paramount for SEO, especially because you want all of your information to align with everything else like you don't want it to if, if it's if it's not right then it's <laughs> your, your page is going to be ranked a lot lower and yes yeah so google loves fresh content and written fresh content is just like money so every month that you write something you know i talk a lot about um blogs blogs have different purposes you got to have a, you gotta have a reason to write a blog so it, educating a consumer probably isn't really a great uh, reason to write a blog. But if you write a blog that gets picked up by a publication and gets you backlinks, that's a win. Um, if you uh, use blogs to draw traffic and convert traffic, that's a win. But just for educational purposes for consumers, I don't feel like it's like super beneficial because blogs are going to be pulling traffic from all over the country instead of just locally a lot of times because a lot of blogs aren't going to be like uh, written for like geolocation, I guess. So what are some techniques that we do for service area pages that help it rank? I think listing all the services that you're going to do. So talking about repair, talking about open repair, talking about spring repair, talking about replacement garage door panels, just like hitting all those main things that consumers are going to be looking for, but also catering it to like my garage door won't open, like, search terms that people are typing into their phone when they go in their garage and it won't open. Yeah. So, or they've noticed that something's broken. Like, why is my garage door broken? Coming up with those. And that's why FAQ questions are so important now yeah. because they're starting to show up in those SERP results. Usually it's only two and it's random because some I've tried to realign them and it's it just pulls whatever ones it wants because it doesn't always pull just the top two. Yeah. Um, but getting those questions in there and then marking them up with schema so that they display, I feel like you're more likely to get a click if you are not only LinkedIn organic, but you also have those two drop downs with questions. Yep. I've also seen recently, I think I brought this up to you guys, uh, fairly new that the phone number that's being added to the description text is clickable in Google search results. 
I thought that was really cool. So like if you go to your phone and you type in like garage door repair and you have a phone number in your description and you're scrolling through in the organic section, the phone number will be highlighted and clickable. It's actually, I, I just think that's like super cool because I don't think we're marking that up that way. I think they're just making it Not clickable. Yeah. So I think that's cool. And Google's always testing things. And one of the things that I noticed recently, especially in Q1 of this year is they were testing full page ads. So historically, when you would do a search for garage door repair, you would get either LSA or AdWords or LSA and a AdWord, but you would still see like a portion of the map pack. They were pushing all of that down and doing like a full page of nothing but ads. And um, you had to scroll down to even see other results, organic results. So uh, that that dropped a little bit of, um, I think that ruins the experience, in my opinion, for, for the user, for them being so user focused. But I guess they needed to get their revenue numbers up. Don't tell Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. Consistency. And everything, including price, reliability, quality, not just quality, but great quality control. These are things that describe Somer USA. Somer's not some startup company, not one that you need to be worried about going out of business in the near future. Somer's a two, Somer and their family of businesses are $200 million companies. They're in over 100 countries. And they have locations in 20 countries. This is a large organization who stands behind their product and works through integrity. And there's not another company out there willing to drop what they're doing and help you out like Somer. These guys are awesome. Not only have they been loyal to the Torsion Talk podcast, they've been loyal to the technicians and the owners of the companies who install their product. In my opinion, if you're not at least offering Somer as an additional option, you're cheating yourself. Listen, first-time dealers, I've got a special for you. If you buy 10 or more Somers between now and the end of the season six, while supplies last, we will offer you free shipping. You have no more excuses. The prices are great. The product is amazing. Go check out Somer USA and order 10 for free shipping. I'm going to tell you guys a marketing secret. You want to gain more social media likes, shares, and follows? People love unique and cool projects. There are no better photos to share than the ones on Schweiss Doors social accounts. These guys post some incredible things. Make sure to go there and like and share their Facebook and Instagram post with your business account. So if you like their business account, you can share their uh, their post. The bifold doors are awesome, and they're doing some great projects that will go viral on social media if you share them. Go right now to Schweiss Door on Facebook and check out some of the projects they share and like their page. Oh, and don't forget, no one builds a better bifold than Schweiss. Home Depot garage doors is a good keyword, by the way. <laughs> Just saying. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Amelia, give me one thing that you've learned that you think is beneficial that you think like business owners might appreciate, uh, like a little nugget. 
Um, I would definitely say back to what we were talking about with marketing to your specific area. Because um, all that I've learned has made me think of other places that I've worked at, which we were actually talking about this morning. Um, but other places that aren't ranking like at all, mm-hmm. even though they could be very easily just because they're not utilizing like their specific location. Yeah. They'll just have like what they are, but not where they are. And right. then no one can find them. Yep. I mean, just as easily, like when you're writing text, basically what she's saying is, let's say you're writing a paragraph about garage door repair, uh, finding a way to geotag that with a location is always more beneficial than just having like broad garage door repair because everything with local SEO is just that, right? Uh, er Everything's proximity now. Google rolled out their algorithm update on proximity, which made it even more difficult to reach outside of your area. Uh, So you have like less of a reach. And so um, very very good advice. Uh, That's why the service area pages are so important. What about you, Mikkel? Um, You need to have an online presence. I think a lot of companies, especially smaller ones, don't realize the importance of, of being able to be found. I think a lot of a lot of businesses still think, oh, I just get everything from word of mouth. And that's that's not how things work in today's age. No. No. Everyone is on their and phone. And that's not marketing. Stuff. No. Like and you know how people say best form of marketing is word of mouth? Well, first of all, that's not marketing. You're not driving the engine. You're doing what you're supposed to do. And then people are talking about you. But nine times out of ten, what I see is they're the cheapest. Mm. And so people love to get away with robbing somebody and getting something cheaper than everywhere else. So they want to run around and tell everybody how cheap they got it. And then that's how you get it referrals. But that's not a good business model, but I think that's great advice. What would you tell, let's say you got a guy who's been working off of referrals, uh, inconsistent business, kind of a one man show. And he's looking at all these big companies around him, and he's thinking, well, how would I ever even compete with that? What would you suggest to him? Hiring a marketing agency, honestly, to get your name out there because you're just going to be just so low. Like if you have, if you have no presence online, no one can find you. And you're only, you can only ask so many people, can I, can I install your garage? Can I, do you need help yeah. with this uh, before you run up in front of people? And plus like you're also local, like you're only in your area. There's so many more areas out there as well that you can just kind of more clients. Like it just makes more sense. Yeah. People um, don't believe me mm-hmm. that you guys know garage doors almost as well as I do. Like just when you write so many pages, you, you, you really <laughs> do learn a lot about them. <laughs> what are some things that you've learned since you started writing about garage doors? It's uh different garage door openers um give me an uh, example okay i uh, like I'm jack, putting you on the spot like jack shaft or wall mount look at that i had no idea what? what that was i had no idea what i knew what lift master was but i didn't know like i didn't know them and, and summer were huge like i hadn't i didn't know that i didn't know this stuff but that's so cool yeah i learned a lot about garage and doors. he's new yeah i've only been here for a few months so yeah he's new all right amelia was something that you've learned about uh, garage doors. Give me something unique that he didn't say already. Well, it's actually really funny because I don't have a garage door at my house. And like the first week I was here, Emma took me to the warehouse in the back and we inspected the garage door back there. Dang, we're going to put Emma in a truck. Yeah, she showed me like all the, the opener parts and the cables and the springs. 
I didn't even know what the springs were called. I was just like, it's a garage. I don't know. Yeah. So after writing about all these different parts of like, you know, what to do when your garage door spring breaks, I'm like, well, I'll be set whenever I do get a garage <laughs> yeah. door. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you need a garage door? Because I can help you with that. Well, I would need a garage first. Okay. I know someone One who day. can build the garage and then we'll get you the door. That's true. So I know this is probably a, like a softball question, but what's one thing that you've learned since working here about garage doors or openers or whatever that you didn't know before? Oh, I didn't know anything about garage doors before, but I mean, now I know pretty, I mean, I couldn't actually fix one. Like if you put it in my hand, but like the, the, what's it called? The big crank. Uh, sure wonder. Sure winder. Yep. I learned about that. And Roman and Somer, I've learned a lot. Because yeah. it's cool to, like, put a put a face. Because, I like, Somer is just, like, a little thing in my brain until I met Roman. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, but it's a big thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, we have um, – the cool thing about these guys is they are around Garage Door guys a lot. We have the training center here and uh, the warehouse at such and such. So they get to interact and kind of learn that way and go back there. We have uh, the training center with doors – and they can go back there and check it out, see what it's like, open, close, whatever. So that's really cool. Um, and then I'm always around to help out. Uh, but, man, you guys got it all figured out for the most part. Y'all don't actually need me other than the sales part and some technical stuff every once in a while, which is kind of nice. I just want to say it's very nice. You have something to share? No, Ryan, we need you. <laughs> I appreciate Don't that. Don't leave us. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm not leaving. So um, I think some SEOs better than none, but I'm also learning too that when we sell, when we undersell how much work needs to be done, it almost always bites us in the butt. So I've had relationships with people like most recently, um, a friend of mine who used our service I, uh, you know, he was getting started. So we were like, Hey, you know, gave him a cheap package, limited amount of time. We sell bundles of time, right? So, uh, what's cool about us is that every, you know, every month we're going to sit down and go over your account as a team, figure out what we need to do, pull out tasks out of that. And then we delegate those and then we document them and then we time track and we know who did what. And that's pretty cool because, when I'm sure when people have questions and they're like, Hey, what have you guys been doing? We can pull up every month, what we did, how, how much time we worked on it, who worked on it and all of that. And so I feel like that's accountability. That's, uh, that's great. And I plan on doing a video kind of walking people through that. But long story short, the, the key is, uh, I think how much time are you working on it every single month? And if you're in a market where people are working on their website for, six, eight, 10, 20 hours a month and they know what they're doing and they're doing it right. And then you're paying for two or three hours in a competitive market. It's almost impossible for you to catch them. Right. But at the same time, I say it's better to start and get something going. And then as you grow, just increase that. One of the very first things I did with both companies really was start on the website and SEO research and start SEO. When I wasn't doing garage door stuff, 
I was at home working on my website, like writing all my bad grammar and everything that Emma had to correct. So that, that is, um, you know, it's embarrassing when you're at a customer's house too, by the way. And they're like, Oh, Hey, there's a couple of grammatical errors on your website. And I'm like, Oh really? That's weird. Yeah. It's weird. I'll get with my guy. <laughs> it was me the whole time. Uh, so, but yeah, that's, uh, I say it's better to get started. The challenge is, is that you have to understand the expectations. Like you're not going to spend three to $500 and get much. Right. And I tell people all the time that, um, you know, we're not the cheap guys, but we're the, we're the good guys. Like we actually do something. How often do you see companies that are coming to us that have been paying for SEO for years with literally no SEO? Like clients who are signing on with us, they've been paying other companies for SEO, but you can't even tell. Like, how often does that happen? And I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Don't say the companies. Okay. (laughs) There's one in specific that several clients have come to and their websites are just carbon copies. It's the same header. It's the same menu. It's the same footer. It's just identical. It's the same. They outlink to whatever brands you use, they use the exact same formula. Even we just had a client sign up and he said, I got a fully custom website. And I was like, this is not fully custom because it, it looks exactly like this other website that they also said was fully custom. Yeah. So, but they come to us and they have maybe 200 words per page and they've been doing SEO with these people for two to three years. At 200 like, words per page. Now, yeah. just to give you reference... There was a white paper done, I believe, by Joy Hawkins with Sterling Sky. Was it her that said that the, I can't remember. I'll try to find it. The The average words per page for number one ranking pages was like sixteen to 1,800 words on that page. So also on the flip side of that, when it comes to minimums, Google will penalize you for not having, what is it, three or 400? Usually it's 500. 500 words per page. Yeah. So a minimum of 500 words per page. You're getting penalized. Like they're literally deducting that page. They're pushing it down because you don't have enough. They're like purposely pushing it down. So this guy's been paying for SEO for how long? Years. I think two years was the the most recent guy. Two years. And this is all the time we bump into this, like on a monthly basis. Two years, this guy's been paying for SEO and they haven't written any new content since they launched the site. And it's basically cookie cutter content that they're using on just about everybody's with maybe a few small changes. And you're talking about, they're probably building an empire and they're not in like these business owners thinking that they're moving forward and they're not getting anything in exchange. And listen, this is popular. This is like normal for, for marketing agencies. Like my team's looking at me like Amelia's like, really? What the heck? We're working our ass off over here. And that's true, right? Like we do work our ass off, but the normal is we take your money. We'll do something maybe. And then when you question us, we'll tell you that we were working in the code because that's over your head and you don't really know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And you just have to accept it because there's really no way for them to prove it or Nothing not prove really it. Nothing really tangible. Nothing tangible. Yeah. yeah. Or you'll threaten to leave and then they'll be like, 
you've emailed them six times in the last six months saying, could you add this to my website? Could you add this to my website? And then you say, okay, I want to be out. And they're like, no, we'll add it all to your website this week. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just want to share, and, and I posted this in a group um, on Facebook. Make sure your marketing company is actually doing work for you. So what are some of the things I'm going to ask all of you? I'll start with Emma. Give me like one or two things that a business owner, like how does he measure his marketing agency? Like how does he know they're doing something and how does he know it's working? I mean, look at your website. If you don't regularly see new things on your website and not even like big changes, like to the structure, like once you, once we figure out what your website should look like, we're just adding things, but are you seeing new pages? Are you getting more phone calls? Like, I think the biggest way we measure it is because a lot of our clients don't want it. They don't care about the analytics. They don't care about stuff like yeah. that. I mean, we send monthly client reports, but they want to know if they're getting more forms and if the web, if the phone is ringing. Yep. There you go. So Emma says, is the phone ringing? Are you guys getting more form completions, which is just the forms where people fill out. Uh, we're able to track click to call and forms click to call just means like they're on your mobile site and they click the phone number to call you. So we set up analytics for these things, but where we, uh, where we can't track unless you, you give us, uh, the ability to do what's called dynamic insertion is desktop phone calls and a couple other little things, but those, those things, uh, are important. And if you, you know, I think business owners really just want the phone to ring and get more business and all the analytics are great. But let's say you're three months. Out. I got a guy that reached out to me. He's like, man, we're like three months in on this marketing agency and we're just not seeing results. I'm um, thinking about canceling them and coming to you guys. I told him to pump the brakes. Why, why would you think, why do you think I told him to pump the brakes? Cause nothing happens in three months. Correct. Like our rule of thumb is six months at a minimum. You'll start to see some change. Yeah. But realistically a year, I mean, in more rural areas, it's, it's a little quicker. bit easier to rent quicker because you have maybe two or three large companies you're competing against. But especially in like big cities when places like Precision or like huge companies have been doing SEO for 20 years, like since SEO began yeah. and they can rank with nothing. Yeah. So even if we build these thousand word pages with the great FAQs and great keywords and good photos, like we're still going to take a lot of time to even rank at all, but we'll let alone in those top positions where you're going to get the click. Yep. How would you tell a business owner to, um, like, what are you looking for to see if your SEO company is actually doing the work? And on top of that, like, uh, what are some good metrics to maybe measure by? Um, besides, you know, looking at per month, how many clicks you're getting on your website and how much, um, calls you're getting because that's i mean they're, they're there to make money too you know i mean that, that's the whole reason they, you get, they get you is so you can get your name out there but i, was, I would say also look at your website if you have any call to actions where, where people or what where people on your website are able to um give you you know <laughs> the option to call or text you or yeah. you know reach out to you so i want to just comp uh comment on that because i feel like too often marketing agencies do a good job with SEO, but they do a bad job with site structure or call to actions. Call to actions, like I can't even begin to tell you how important call to actions are to me. Like just recently, I noticed that, um, you know, and 
I don't like putting all of our beef on the, on the web, but I'm transparent. We've kind of stopped and gotten away from doing the quick forms on a couple of people's websites. So I'm asking, Hey, why are we doing this? Because I know that if you make it easy for people to contact you and we do have in place of them, they've been putting like, you know, contact us or schedule online or whatever, the buttons, which is fine. But then you got to click that button. You got to go to another page and then it may not be exactly what you're looking for. And so I'm a true believer in, listen, there's going to be people who want to call. There's going to be people who want to text. There's going to be people who just want to give you their information and get it off their list and pray to God that you call them back. Um, there's going to be people who love live chat. Um, so you got to offer these forms of communication. And I do believe those little quick forms are like money. What I mean by quick forms is you just ask for name, phone number, submit. And the reason why that's so effective is because there are people like me who are super busy and have a list at the beginning of the day. And I just got to get through it. And some of that list is task that my wife has given me for the house. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't have time to be on the phone for 30 minutes trying to book an appointment. You know, I, I don't, you know, whatever. I just want to, I just want to text you or I want to fill out a quick little message. And for every piece of information you ask, I think it, if I recall correctly, it was like 30% drop for every piece of information you ask. So I highly recommend you ask just the bare minimums. What do I call you and how do I call you? So call you Ryan and here's my number. And then just make it that easy. Amelia, what would you, I know you've only been here for a short amount of time, but if you were a business owner and you hired a marketing agency, let's say you're six months in, you're not really getting the phone calls yet. What are you looking for to try to figure out? Um, is it working? Are we moving in the right direction? Um, well, Emma kind of took my original answer of just having um, new stuff appearing, new pages. I would also say kind of doing more social media stuff. Um, a lot of people are getting more into that with like blogs or, you know, Facebook, things like that. Um, and if your marketing agency is reaching out to you about that stuff, I know Emma's always asking people for more pictures so we can post more pictures um, and kind of show that like, hey, the company, like this garage door company is doing these repairs, these installations, check yeah. out what we've done so people can kind of see what they're doing. Power, powerful. Like I can't even begin to tell you how important photos are on your website. Let me just drop a little nugget for you on the service side of things. What's the most important part of service? It's your people, right? So everybody wants to put a broken spring photo on their broken spring. That's cool. Great. Yes. That looks like mine, but what else? Friendly smiling people that are going to come to my home, like real actual people, photos of your guys, like repairing the spring or replacing it rather, um, you know, photos of your guys working with customers. I mean, these are things that make a huge difference in the feeling that people get when they go through your website. Too many people have that guy in the blue jumpsuit, uh, you know, putting the cable around the bottom roller or, you know, using their wrench to tighten up the hinges. It's the dumbest thing ever, dude. 
dumbest thing ever. And, and our competitor that you were talking about earlier, they're famous for it. Like they use the same photo over and over and over again. I can't even begin to tell you how many times Google has come out and said, we do not like stock images. We like original images on your website. And then you can optimize images. And I can't even begin to tell you too, like how much business I get from photos alone from my website. I'm very, I'm very photo centric. Um, Google even came out with their uh, new search functionality where you can actually uh, upload a photo and it'll tell you like where to buy a product, that product or whatever. I mean, the game is changing and photos and video is where everything's shifting to. So hence why I'm starting a uh, video production department in our company. But um, you got something? I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, Google owns YouTube now. So, oh yeah. Second largest search engine in the world. Literally. So videos are pretty big now. Yep. I I feel like we should have more of those Yep. for companies, but we don't. So you've got, well, video production is not cheap, right? Yeah, that's true. So I think it just becomes one of those things where people uh, don't feel like they're going to get a lot of business from it. So they pay for it when they can. And, and it, it's one of those things that tend to fall down the list, but I think it'll be a day where you can't do that any longer. You have to give it your attention. So Google search is the number one search engine in the world by volume. YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world by volume. YouTube is the second largest and it could eventually become the number one, which says a lot, right? That people are actually searching YouTube more than any other search engine uh, other than Google. So yeah, I feel like that's a monopoly, though. Probably, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I mean, but I'm it's not pretty gonna, close to <laughs> it. Big old alphabet above us, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so listen, we're at 40 minutes. I feel like this was pretty educational and informational. I'll let you guys. Uh, I'll open it up, Mikel. Do you have anything, Michael? Do you have anything you want to add, Mikel? I gotta get better at that. Okay, gotta get rolled in the back of the throat. Yeah. Uh, you know, thanks for having me on. Yeah, glad you came. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a good time. Enjoyed it. It was fun. Anything you want to add? Any tips, tricks? Fire. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, what you got? I don't even know. Yeah, this was this was good. Yeah, I agree. I think this is educational. It should help people, even if like I try to be all modest on. Uh, the podcast, you know, not trying to promote our company too much, really trying to be informational and uh, educational so that we can help people grow their business. But in reality, like I'm one of those people who, if you're going somewhere, go somewhere where they're going to do it right. And honestly, I just don't know who that is anymore. Like, I don't think I've seen another company that does what we do. And don't be afraid to be in communication with your marketing company. Like, never feel like you are inconveniencing them or, like, your yep. account's not big enough for them to take notice of you. Like, you should feel like they're on your business every day. Yep. Like, never be afraid to ask questions or look to see proof of services or... Yep. Accountability. And we've built the whole company on accountability. So, we're not afraid of it. And if your company is doing a good job, they shouldn't be either. So... Hope you guys enjoyed this episode about uh, SEO and content and choosing the right marketing agency. If you guys uh, do need a marketing agency, we're here for you. If you guys uh, 
want an audit or anything like that, we're here to help. We do consulting, whatever. But we really appreciate you guys following along on the podcast. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Have a safe day. Be good. Be good.